What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. Welcome, listener, to Chapter 193 of the QAnon Anonymous Podcast, the Q Returns episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rakotansky, Julian Field, Dale Baran, and Travis View. On December 8th, 2020, a mysterious entity known as Q made their last post, a URL for a music video on YouTube of Twisted Sisters, We're Not Gonna Take It. But as it turns out, Q was not quite yet dead. After 563 days of silence, Q made a surprising return on June 24th. They decided to break their extended silence on the same day that the Supreme Court announced the repeal of Roe v. Wade. As reproductive rights protesters gathered all over the country, Q made three separate posts. The very next day, another Q post went up, this time directly referencing the Supreme Court decision. So on today's emergency episode, we're going to be exploring the new Q drops, discussing a technical mishap that may point the finger at the eight Kuhn administrators, and getting into some of the context surrounding Q's reappearance. Amazingly, Dale was just in the neighborhood, kind of hanging out, waiting for something terrible to happen, and it finally happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? I, I, Fortuitous. You just drive by your house two or three times a day, waiting, just checking uh, Akun, um, <laughs> just waiting. And it just happened there. I was reading Akun, and Q posted, and I, I just knocked on your door. It's a little bit of a missed opportunity that Q didn't wait a little bit longer so that our 200th episode could be a Q returns. It's, oh, yeah. It turns yeah, out 193 right. is, uh, you know, could have been a little bit You better. should uh, pass them some notes like a Hollywood exec or something. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, the, the timing of this actually could have been a little bit better for me personally, actually. <laughs> yeah, so the absurd has happened. Um, and before, I mean, before we get into it, let's talk about whether we thought this was going to happen. I admit that I did not. I was like, you know... Sometimes things end. No. Sometimes like something's cool or in and then it's fucking gone and that's it. That's that. I would have given it a maybe 20%. In my heart of hearts, I was ardently praying for the swift collapse of Aitken and all trans. That's uh, <laughs> That was, I don't know if it's an, it was an accurate prediction. I guess it wasn't. But that's sort of what I always hope will happen, that it all be swept away like uh, like a bunch of flotsam. Yeah. Out into the ocean, yeah. and then there'll be a new garbage pile that I know nothing about, this and is, I, w- I won't have to report on it anymore. It's like an amazing uh, mirror of their own accelerationism, but for their downfall instead of all of societies. Right. Yes, I'm. I'm hoping for like a different Q-style revolution, like a different <laughs> storm that will end all the chans. And Jake, I think uh, you have a victory lap to take. I, we haven't checked into this, folks, so please go do your own research. Let's find Jake commenting on whether he thinks Q will return before today. But anybody, Jake, anybody who asked me in the last two years, if you asked me if I thought that Q was going to return, I gave you this answer. Uh, so please write into Julian and the podcast <laughs> at large to confirm if I said this to you or not. But I, my 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 go-to answer was always that from a marketing standpoint, mm-hmm. Q is too good of an IP to just let go. Because, yeah. look, think about it this way. You have this character, right, that has swayed millions of people uh, who might not have normally been, uh, you know, uh, on your sort of political side uh, over to a more uh, far-right ideology. The character doesn't really get found out. I mean, there's no definitive proof that we know exactly who did it, and it's kind of taken the magic out of it. So you didn't you didn't get burned, 
and you have this this thing that is that has been wildly successful, wild, wildly popular, um, that that requires almost little to no overhead to produce. So to me, from from an IP standpoint, a marketing standpoint, you know, don't forget my my background is in entertainment. Mm-hmm. I I thought that to not have some sort of resurgence of Q, knowing the power at it had and using it now uh, as a political tool, I, I just thought would be such a largely missed opportunity that whoever is the author or or the the sort of controller of the the IP of QAnon uh, would have to bring it back for a sequel. I would have to say that it's probably more like a season two, and it is gonna suck so fucking bad. It's gonna be Westworld season two. No. Yeah, what what do we have in story? We have like a CGI reboot, like when the Lion King came back and it was like live action. Like, yeah, well, th- I mean, it's interesting because you know, uh, as we were talking when we were walking back from lunch, you know, the the original QAnon sort of emerged, you know, about a year after Trump was in office, and and things, you know, hadn't re- he wasn't really draining the swamp, and so you know, I've sort of categorized. That is, Q emerged as almost damage control to be like, hey, don't worry, you know, hey, don't worry, things are going on behind the scenes and it's great. But now, but as we watch Q transform to take on stuff like the Satanic Panic and and to uh, spread uh, election misinformation and all of that stuff, uh, now Q is being brought back knowing full well the political power that it has. And so I, I think that uh, the drops are, you know, most likely going to be much less esoteric and just more kind of your GOP mainline with maybe a little conspiracy mixed in. I I think everyone was definitely disappointed with the cliffhanger of posting a Twisted Sister video <laughs> right before J6. <laughs> yeah. Then J6 happening and going completely silent. Yeah. That makes the ending of Sopranos look legible. <laughs> but yeah, no, season two is going to suck. Travis is so fucking excited because this is his bread and butter. So Travis, yeah. tell us how excited you are. And Travis, did you predict? Did <laughs> yeah, you ever us. think that it would come back? I thought, I mean, I always thought it was possible, but I thought the odds weren't in its favor, uh, mostly because of of January 6th. I think that, you know, you know, the individuals behind the Q wouldn't want that much heat. Now that's I that QAnon uh, I think became more famous in 2021 than it was in 2020, uh, because all of a sudden it's now it's, it's it, w- it was bursting out of the real world previous in previous years, but now it burst into the real world in a real historic way. All of a sudden, you have the Q shaman uh, and you know Doug Jensen with his Q shirt at the Capitol. All of a sudden, the whole world knows what the hell is this QAnon thing? And you know, once I mean that's that's I I thought it was too much heat, too much scrutiny for uh, you know the individuals behind Q to want, but I guess I was wrong. They're willing to roll the dice and uh, return again and invite more scrutiny upon themselves. I want to ask once again, I know I brought this back uh, many times in season one, so as we kick off season two, I just want to say what the f- the feds can make like a 15 year old Muslim kid commit like a- and arm himself and commit some sort of violence. They have crushed every fucking resistance they've ever tried to with Pro. You're going to tell me that years later, after J6 has occurred, you buffoons are still holding your dicks in your hands? Don't you have the technology at this point? You can't even do the Scooby-Doo take the fucking hat off? Yeah. You can't even, you can't, you can't take yeah, the fucking just, hood off Q? Can't you, can't you? You're the you, fucking FBI! <laughs> I know I'm becoming like a little like Lebanon here, but like, can't you just like get the intelligence agencies to issue a warrant to like eight coons back end or whatever and just find the fuck out? Well, if they did that, they would do the same thing as 
realize what they did with the fucking CDs that were in Epstein's safe. And we all know <laughs> those went into the public record. Did they go like with the ET cartridges in the desert. That's yeah. where you put yeah. them. So let's start a conspiracy theory that this these are feds. That's why they're not catching them because these are the feds. The FBI is Q. Yeah, you and Michael Flynn agree. <laughs> <laughs> there is. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go, folks. The weird thing about it is that it was so sloppy before. There were things like Discord, I think. There were places where the, that data existed, where you could kind of easily find out. And and um, on 4chan and on 8chan, right, where if you just subpoenaed them, they would tell you. But it turns out that most companies delete all of their data every two years just to save money. And that's probably why it's all gone. So... Now it feels like they're also coming back, maybe, Travis, as you say, because they had to get a little safety plan in place that they had to use Tor this time. They're little. It seems like maybe that they were worried that they were too sloppy before. Is, is a, is what a would make them think that? Right. <laughs> sloppy. <laughs> Trip codes that even, even the, when we talk about super secure, that's one thing I do want to bring up. We are talking about this is not like a PGP key. This is not like high level encryption. Like you can break these things. And there is... And I, I think Fred tweeted that the FBI came and asked him about Ron Watkins and the Watkinses. So there is something going on. They're just, you know, they're just taking their sweet time. Think about the kid who ran the Silk Road. They fucking, they literally were observing him so closely that they knew when he went to the bathroom with his laptop open and busted down his fucking front door so they could have it and he's already logged in as the administrator. That kid's in jail and he's going to stay there. How could the FBI get enough resources to do the same job that Cullen Hoback, an independent filmmaker, <laughs> funding himself? <laughs> How could they possibly build the capacity for that? The servers are in California, last I checked, for Akon. So it makes sense now that if Q was doing what he was doing before, he was just writing in without the Tor browser. The FBI is probably monitoring those servers, or at least could subpoena them right now that there's some scrutiny. I mean, they could, but the Tor browser is probably, that that's the the difference now that he seems to be using that. And that it makes sense now that he would. I think my theory now actually is not that the feds are Q. It's that the guy in charge of like their Q task force is bad lieutenant. And he's just out there <laughs> exposing himself to young girls and committing gun crimes and dealing drugs. I don't know. He's it got his be, own grift. It could be so many things. It could be that, yeah, the guy in charge of it is like pilled himself in, in, in his own way and, you know, is like doesn't necessarily seem the harm. It, it could yeah. be that they know who it is and it won't change the narrative or do anything for them one way or another. So they're like, fuck it. It doesn't even matter. It's actually better if, if people are, you know, still guessing on this for whatever reason. I mean, there's just so much. We'll, we'll never. I would love to get a definitive answer. I would love to have that chapter close and in a lot of ways leading up to this episode I, I sort of thought that it had been uh, despite my me maintaining that I thought Q Q would come back um, but it, it felt like there was no need and we've talked about this it felt like no there was no need for Q anymore because you know what what is sort of the 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 meat and potatoes of QAnon became just a, a, a general talking point of your of your you know a GOP politician well yeah here we are again um, <laughs> podcasting about Q drops like we were when we started this podcast nearly four fucking years ago. So let's start with the big return. So here is the first Q drop after the log silence, and it's Q drop 4954. Shall we play a game once more? Q. So pretty classic return. I think pretty solid. 
cryptic, weird, and also like a hundred previous Q-drops make reference to a game in one capacity or another. <laughs> there, are also, there are also 16 previous Q-drops that specifically use the phrase, you know, shall we play a game? So he's, you know, riffing on the theme. He's doing exactly what um, what Q has done before. You didn't even finish the game. This is like you play, you know, forty five minutes of a mon- of Monopoly. Like <laughs> everybody is at, is at various levels of cash in their bank. People are getting bored. You put the game away, and then like you know, two years later, you pull it out, and you're like, "Are you ready to play Monopoly once more?" <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. You know, the, the confusing thing about like that was like, shall we play a game? There are actually 25 Q drops, which use the phrase, this is not a game, which happens to be like a foundational principle <laughs> oh, yeah. of designing it's alternate reality games. Kind this of a mixed is not message. a game. Shall we play it? <laughs> now, the second Q drop uh, came in response to this question from an Anon on 8-Coon. Throw us a bone, Q. We've all been waiting for what seemed like an eternity. What's going on? And Q replied this way. It had to be done this way. Q. Another, you know, classic sort of themes, like even all the chaos and the long waiting is all necessary for some mysterious unknown reason. The third Q drop on the first day of Q's return says this. Are you ready to serve your country again? Remember your oath. Q. Now, this is, of course, a reference to the Digital Soldier Oath. Uh, Back in the summer of 2020, Q encouraged people to take the oath, which is just the oath that, like, military officers and federal officials take. But with uh, where we go one, we go all added to the end of it. And, of course, on July 4th, 2020, Michael Flynn posted a video of himself and his family uh, saying the QAnon oath. So just, uh, you know, revisiting all the old themes over and over again so pithy playing the hits yo he opens up he plays the hits of course it's season it's it's the sequel it's season two as julian likes to say if if q came back and was like here is a detailed strategy for grassroots organization <laughs> like you know people would have been like oh man like ah, oh, just another political thing i guess like no promise of spy shit no nothing like they know what the, they know what they're doing but i mean all of this is just saying like i'll be back and like ouch that's gotta hurt before you go uh let's bake roe v wade you know what i mean it was all just set up for the next day where it's like this is this is where why we're here and actually the post about roe is a response to two anonymous posts and uh, you'll see uh, why it's a response to those after we read these. Who was Jane Roe? How do you control generations of a populace? 50 years of conditioning. 50 years of propaganda. 50 years of lies. Peaceful protests? Riots? Summer of love redux? What happens when you corner an animal? Midterms. D. Power implosion. Q. And the second post? Establishing comms. Q. And then Q under the actual trip code response to both of those anonymous posts? Established. Q. So, I mean, is this just them within one day fucking up and posting anonymously without the, the password? This, this has happened a few, this happens a few times, as Fred's noted as well. It's just really easy to do. Like, the, the trip code system on the chance is so crappy. You forget all the time, you mess up, and Q's done all of those too. You just, you're just like, oh, I forgot to put the trip code in. Because it automatically fills it in sometimes for you. So, yeah, I mean... He's done this before. He's been like, just post it without the trip code. And then he has to go back and reply and say, yes, this is me. I would also note that like, so I went back to look at the threads that these are in. And you just, 
have to paint the picture of the flood of garbage that this is put in. You you can barely find them. It's just picture hundreds and hundreds of posts of like just gibberish, people posting butts, like people spamming the same word over again. And then in this like flotsam of garbage, there's like these three posts and Mm -hmm. Q just picks one to respond to. Like, and they've been posting that for six months, for a year. It's just like floods and floods of garbage. And this is the context in which these things appear. So decontextualized, they actually appear more cogent. That like in the only thing that makes them special is the trip code, right? There's just like thousands of posts that look exactly like this. And it's interesting, yeah, that he's responding to a question that people have been asking since Q left, which is what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Q, hello? (laughs) I I love that he does also... He does this thing sometimes where he's like patching in, establishing comms is like he does this where he's like, I'm, I'm hooking up all my wires. Yeah, I'm like, me. I'm powering up my radio. Like he yeah, does this. This is yeah. a, a thing that he often does, which is like not how posting on 8chan or 8 <laughs> It's the posting equivalent of like the screen they show you that hackers uh, use in yeah. like movies where right. it's like progressing, like initializing right. or yeah. whatever. Flipping yeah. all the buttons to green. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. A loading right. bar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. You're just a guy who's on tour, which you can download easily, and uh, you're just posting on 8chan. My favorite one of those was when Q uh, acknowledged some typos that they had made in a previous bu- post and then blamed it on the fact that they were riding in a helicopter helicopter on the <laughs> in the chopper yeah. sorry for the I, typo sorry i used the wrong version of there getting my dick sucked while i ride in this chopper sorry that's a great excuse i'm gonna use that oh sorry i was riding a helicopter <laughs> i could arrange a helicopter ride for you my friend <laughs> Thank you. yeah why aren't we podcasting from a helicopter now a lot has happened since q previously stopped posting and uh most only for our purposes there has emerged a prevailing theory that the individual most responsible for qAnon is one time 8chan 8kun administrator ron watkins uh this was sort of the basic thesis of a reply all episode uh this was the basic argument forwarded by colin hoback's excellent docuseries q into the storm and the theory is basically that Q was fostered on 4chan by a mod named Paul Ferber. And then when Q made the move to 8chan, uh, Ron Watkins and crew hijacked it. Paul Ferber and Ron Watkins, for their part, deny any authoring of the Q drops. I'm not going to revisit all the evidence here, but that's the sort of the basic outline of uh, what a lot of this really great journalism over the past couple of years have, uh, have sort of stated. Now, this theory was granted even more support thanks to the work by a Swiss startup called Orf Analytics. They used software to examine the writing style of Q and then compared it to the writing style of several candidates for uh, the author of the Q drops. This analysis landed on Paul Ferber and Ron Watkins as the most likely candidates. So I, I will say just for my own purposes, like even if like it's true, I don't think it's like a complete theory. I doubt those two were solely responsible for all the 4,000 plus Q drops. And if you were to identify those two as primarily responsible for the Q drops, the explanation doesn't account for the people who may have helped promote QAnon off the chans, who are might have been directly working with the Q drop authors. And I think they're as just as responsible for aiding in the success of QAnon as the people who you know, personally wrote and posted the drops. But that's basically the theory with the most evidence going for it so far. On Twitter, Frederick Brennan, the creator of 8chan, who has since totally disowned it and actually worked pretty vigorously to help take it down, he posted evidence that suggests that Jim and or Ron Watkins were personally involved in these new Q drops. 
And I figure this might be an opportunity to take a step back and revisit how these trip codes work, because this concerns uh, basically how Q verified themselves. Now, we discussed this in the intro episodes were released, but again, this was in 2018. This was pre-COVID, pre-January 6th, pre-lots of things. It was a different <laughs> world. I was a younger person. My face did not have quite as many lines. So the reason that we know that this is the so-called real Q on 8Kun's Q research board and not an imitator is because the new posts are accompanied by a trip code. And trip code is just a string of characters that are, that are on the post. Q has gone through a few trip codes, about seven or eight in the past, since the passwords for previous trip codes were leaked or cracked. The first password that Q ever used for their first trip code, some may recall, was the word Matlock, just extremely insecure password, just the word Matlock. No one's quite sure what exactly that meant, what the hell that it may have referenced the famous TV lawyer, it may reference a, um, a former U.S. ambassador to uh, the Soviet Union, but uh, yeah, Matlock. The current trip code for Q is double exclamation point HS1JQ13JV6. The two exclamation points at the beginning of the post lets us know this what they call a secure trip. Like the name implies, it's more secure than a regular trip code. This trip code is generated by a hashing algorithm. This algorithm converts a password, which might vary in length, into the trip code, which has a fixed length. But for extra security, the password isn't hashed by itself. On the server side, there's a salt or a variable that nobody except for the administrators are supposed to know about. So the server takes your password and then adds the salt value to it and then runs those together through the hashing algorithm to generate the unique trip code that can identify a particular user on an image board like 4chan or 8kun. And what this means is that different salt values generate different trip codes, even given the same password. All of this is relevant because there's evidence that the salt on 8kun has changed since Q stopped posting back in 2020. This was first noticed by some 8kun users and was verified by others. Ron Watkins says that he occasionally, for security purposes, changes the salt in the procedure called salt rotation. Dale, you're saying uh, this is this is not done very often. It was done possibly once on 4chan. Yeah, it's, it happens very rarely because, of course, if you change the salt, it breaks everyone's trip codes on the site. So I guess it doesn't really make it more secure because if you're doing that, that means everyone has to say, hey, this used to be me. This is my new trip code. And it's very awkward. So Ron, like two years ago in a Twitter th thread very defensively said that he was going to explain how salts work on uh, what was then 8chan. And, and he said, oh, yeah, I rotate them every once in a while. But that was actually in response to him suspiciously rotating them right when Q lost control of his Matlock password. <laughs> so um, it's not something that really is sort of typically done um, very rarely. So yeah, for example, on 4chan, when uh, I was looking into the, the Matlock issue and, and Q's trip code back when I did the reply all piece, I could post using Q's old passwords on 4chan. So for whatever, 15 years, 4chan was using the same uh, algorithm for at least unsecured trip codes for normal trip codes. And then like last year, I tried again because, you know, I just love to go on 4chan and post his Q sometimes. <laughs> 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 Who doesn't love to post his Q now and again? Um, uh, and it didn't work. So they had rotated like once um, over, you know, 15, 18 years or something. So it's very weird that this is something that is happening. And the weird thing about this is that people thought, so the, the salt had remained the same, 
from when Q last posted his last uh, YouTube video link a year ago or whatever. And then people at first thought they had rotated it a week ago. And then just a few hours before Q posted, it rotated. So there wouldn't have been a problem except a few hours before Q posted, the salt appeared to rotate. Everyone's trip code appeared to break on the site. And in that weird moment, when no one's trip code was working, then Q posted with his old trip code that shouldn't have worked. So a very just strange, goofy set of sloppy events that sort of fit very well into the history of sloppy events that are Q posting with trip codes. So since the salt changed, you know, the question is like why Q was able to verify themselves when no one else who used the trip code was able to. Right, exactly. So it it doesn't make sense if if the everyone else's trip code uh, now spits out a different result, why would Q's be the old one? Mm. The idea that the, the salt rotate it makes uh, the only possibility uh, or the most logical possibility is that we know through Frederick Brennan that it's very easy for an admin to just type in anything they want as the trip code and that will appear. So the admin, of course, has total control over the website. So it looks like the, the easiest explanation here is that whoever was posting as Q was someone with administrator access who could just type in whatever they please as the trip code. So is there any way that he fed the trip code backwards through the salt? Or is this like kind of a one-way street that uh, he, he could never find a password that made Q post under that new trip code using the new salt? No, yeah, so that you can't go backwards. You can't kind of sort of take the trip code and then feed it backwards in and, and mm-hmm. get the password. That's the whole idea so that mm-hmm. even the admin would never know Q's password. The basic thing to understand here is the same password would have yielded a totally different trip code. The only way that that old trip code can pop up with new salt is if you just enter it manually or some other manipulation occurs. And the manipulation would have to occur on an administrative level, a.k.a. Jim and Ron Watkins or someone working with or for them. Right. Yeah, Jim Watkins, He uh, apparently he was notified of this this strangeness, the fact that for some reason Q was the only person able to use uh, or able to use the old trip code, where even though that there was a different salt. And he, off- he offered an explanation in the stream. He said that Q's trip code was whitelisted or Q was whitelisted. That doesn't seem like it makes sense. It's my understanding that this term that Q was whitelisted was used to refer to the fact that only Q could use trip code at all on the Q research board. Right. So they, in their defense, they have used this term whitelisted before to refer to Q. And this was a problem that stemmed back from when Q's password like Matlock got leaked and so forth. So what they did is that uh, on the only board that Q posts on, Q Research, Q can post and a few other moderators can post with a trip code. Everyone else just has to post anonymously. So they refer to that as as whitelisted. But it's very confusing to think about, well, how was it whitelisted in a way where Q is posting and he's posting under this old salted algorithm where everyone else is posting and they're getting a different result. So even though only a few people can do it on that board, it still didn't make sense. So there was a, a moderator there, uh, a board volunteer, who posted his with his trip code and got a different trip code. And he's like, what's going on? I don't understand. Um, and when researchers noticed that, and that, that that had happened a few hours before Q posted, um, they went and tested it. And they couldn't test on the Q research board because you can't post there with a trip code unless you're a moderator or Q. So they went elsewhere on the site 
put in old trip codes and they got a new result just like the moderate. They, they encountered the same problem. And that's relevant because the reason why you don't change the salt is because it changes the entire site. We're, talk, we're not talking about just Cube's board. We're talking about every board on the entirety of 8kun. Suddenly, anyone who is using a trip code to identify themselves, even if they're part of the elite mod group or whatever, their passwords are giving out different trip codes so no one can verify it's them. Right. I, I mean, that, that's, they can reassert control right. with a variety of, of different yeah. things. But I mean, it's super murky, right? Like, who knows? That That's the typical thing, right? That's what you would imagine. It's the easiest, laziest thing to do, right? You go in and you can change the word in the salt from one word to another word. And then that breaks all the trip codes on the side. That appears to be what happened. I mean, but who knows what's going on behind the scenes? What There are different tiers of trip code, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So like, it seemed like also they changed... Um, there's a higher tier than secure. They're super secure. And those trip codes broke. So someone came in. That's a different salt. So someone came in and broke both of those, changed both those salts. Mm-hmm. It's seems very strange. It, Here's a question. Here's a question for you guys. Let's say, okay, let's say I'm like a, a Dave Hayes. Uh, let's say let's say I'm I'm somebody who writes the Q drops that isn't affiliated with, with Ron or is, you know, maybe loosely associated or whatever, but isn't an 8chan admin myself. In order to post, if I say, okay, you know what? I'm praying medic. My book sales are shitty. I'm going to come back as Q today on, on the Roe v. Wade thing. In order to post with the same trip code, he would essentially have to contact somebody that was an admin at HN, say, hey, guys, I know how the salt works, or tried it out anonymously and went, hey, I'm not getting the same thing. I'm not getting the same intro. Can you guys make it sure that uh, it's the same trip code as the last time so I can be properly identified at Q? That would, uh, what ha- would have to happen if it was a third party yes. or somebody yes. affiliated? So and if that, it's a third party, yes. they would have had to go through the admins anyway. So yeah. okay. whether, whether it's them specifically who made the post... I think it's obviously becoming more, there's more and more evidence and it's more and more likely that they're directly or or very like one degree, you know, like employee type type thing. But I don't know. I mean, the way that I think about it it, metaphorically is like there's a sleazy bar called HN and inside the bar, um, you know, all these little crimes go on. It's full of shitty people. And then there's a scam going on in the bar where there's like, they're hiding by the curtain and they have a little theater show <laughs> and, and, and there's a guy named Q and he's a secret agent and he gives special, special messages. Mm-hmm. And then while the show is going on, the bar owner's like, I have nothing to do with that. That's nothing that I don't. And then, but then you keep seeing them behind the curtain. When it, the curtain falls down, they keep picking it back up, right? That's what happens. You see glimpses of them making the drama yeah. as it's happening. Yeah. And we'll see the clips of Jim doing, uh, Jim Watkins doing the exact same thing this time. Yeah. So, Jake, what you what what you were saying, where people have to go and then ask the admins, though, that was what was happening. So, there's another board where you can kind of go if you have a problem. And so, there's a you. They were all going to that board and being like, "I have a problem with my trip code." And then they were getting and they and they were getting verified. They said, you know, they said, "Well, okay, well, here's your new trip code, and and you can post with your old one to verify that you're the same person or whatever." Um, by the way, there is a special board set up for Q for this problem. That Q has never used. Oh yeah, it's called like DCOMs or yes, something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. So this would would have been a way for Q to solve this problem. That's just a version of like the Better Business Bureau, where the the grade is always just A plus. It's just sitting there like there's been no complaints from <laughs> the man or person known yeah. as QAnon right. about yeah. the Watkins yeah. service. Right. Yeah. What you have to understand that this big sloppy like mess that we're talking about has happened. 10 times already, right? <laughs> this is typical. Why are we still right. covering it? Yeah. 
So in one of the many times in the past, that's why that board was set up, yeah. right? And it's just, and he still didn't use it. So like none of it makes any sense. Why was the trip code staying the same for 10 months and then broke an hour before? There is maybe a slender argument that it's possible that uh, the trip codes broke in some way where like a lot of them broke, but Qs was still working, but it's just so improbable. And it looks, the only really rational explanation is that the administration was helping Q do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so Jim Watkins responded to news that it seems like the salt had rotated and it, it, the Q posted with their old trip code despite that in a video that was flagged by Twitter user 2022 underscore karma, who we've had on the show before. She does really amazing work uh, tracking QAnon influencers. So here's what Jim had to say about about uh, this nonsense. Then it's the same account that hasn't logged in for a long, long time. So... That should be proof enough that it's at least the people that have the proper password. And everyone says it's a, it's like 10 or less. Well, that may be, I don't know, because I don't know who they are. They're, they're he, they, they're, they're a group of people that don't give me what's going on. As far as the trip codes changing, the servers changed a lot, and, and that's possible. But that particular trip code is whitelisted and exempted from any sort of Thing like that so that would be a separate thing but I didn't do any editing to the machines at all this weekend because I am in Southern California and I don't bring my SSH computer with me okay so wow, unbelievable <laughs> I couldn't have done the crime because I was out of town I'm in California yeah. where you can't use computers <laughs> can't you see uh, can't you see I've got chocolate pudding on my face I was eating chocolate pudding <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I, I love. I was in Southern California. It was a, is a great excuse for anything. Yeah, really. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I love that the video is shot as if uh, he has put the phone like on a sidewalk and he's leaning over like he's just hit you over the head. <laughs> he's, he's, he's about to go rifle through your pockets. And he's explaining to you why he didn't do anything wrong. That's the. That's this is the this framing. is essentially POV. Jim Watkins has you in the trunk of his car. <laughs> It's just just, from a filmmaking standpoint. Yeah, it it belongs in the Criterion He rocks. After this was pointed out to Jim and some 8Coon users complained that their password no longer generated the same trip code, uh, the issue was resolved and old passwords started generating their, their typical trip codes again. While Jim Watkins was driving down the freeway in Southern California, he recorded a video saying that the problem is fixed. So anyway, I have my lab partner looking at the problems online and and he found the the problem and he's fixed it already and should be good your your trip code should be back to normal okay that's a separate problem from what um and and i'll i'll give you a good report on that on tuesday tuesday I think an interesting note is that Alex Kaplan from Media Matters pointed out that last year, Jim Watkins expressed hope that Q would return. Anyway, the reason we had to put up with all of this is because 8coon.top is over the target all the time. And then it's full of all these divisive characters and what have you. And you're all hoping Q will come back. Me too. You know but I'm not Q. I don't have control over that. 
All I can do is try to get these things up. While we were recording, Frederick Brennan and Robert Amore of the Q Origins Project posted some further evidence that Jim and or Ron Watkins are involved in the new Q drops. And it relates to the fact that Q used a Tor browser in order to make these new drops. We know that Q used the Tor browser because the ID of the new drops is just six zeros in a row. Robert Amore posted some data about how often this Tor posting has happened on 8Kun in the past few years. And he could check this by seeing how many posts include that 6-0 ID. It turns out, according to posts that have been archived, that the Tor posting was, was disabled since September of 2021, but enabled about five hours before the first new Q post. Now, uh, Robert Amore tells me that he archives hundreds of posts per, per hour. Now, the board owner of Q Research claims that Tor posting was actually enabled a few days ago, but like either way, the browser that Q used to make these new drops was permitted like right before Q posted. I'll, I mean, uh, come on. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it signals that like, you know, the people who are actually running the site are in league with the, the at the very least in league with who is ever posting as Q. Yeah, that's, that's pretty incredible. And I think that it would be crazy to go back on Acon and post as Q without Tor without Tor protection, that that in that case, if an authority subpoenas them, which happens all the time with the Chans, and wants to know where that information from is from, if it's just a VPN, that's not a, a, as strong a protection as what they're doing. So it it definitely implies like a lot of savviness on the part of um, the Q and I guess the administration of Acon, <laughs> who seem to be collaborating on this project. You think mm-hmm. it, you know, it, I think that they thought they were being more secure. It's like, oh, let's use Tor browser from now on. Let's just switch on Tor browser. And that way it, it can't be linked to us. But as a matter of fact, because they didn't consider the fact that this would, uh, they would basically tilt their hand and reveal that they're using the Tor browser and that they happen to enable the Tor browser right before it, it actually is a stronger signal that, uh, that uh, you know, administration is involved in these posts. But not in the case of a subpoena, and I think that's that's where it's savvy. It's like they don't give. I'm sorry, but the Watkins uh, probably don't give a shit about any of us, and they're just thinking like, when the FBI comes and asks, we can be like, "This is Tor. We have no control over that. We can't, we can't track that IP or whatever." I suppose that's true. I mean, like yeah, if they're you know, if they're trying to uncover data about exactly which browser was used or whatever, that yeah, that can't be accessed because they're using Tor. It has to pass in court, basically, not just right. us going. This is more and more insanely obvious, which is right. it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's like one of those movies where you know who the guy is, like right at the beginning of the movie, and the whole thing is just like trying to get anything from that knowledge. Yeah. So as you can imagine, the usual suspects, QAnon followers and promoters and people who have been following this for years and sincerely believe it, were all ecstatic about the return of Q. For example, QAnon promoter Clandestine, who made news for promoting false claims about uh, conventions breaking research in U.S.-funded Ukrainian biolabs, wrote this about uh, Q's return. For those that don't understand why it had to be this way, think about the optics in 2017 juxtaposed to 2022. 
I think many of you forgot what it was like in 2017. Trying to wake up normies was a tough business. My friends and family looked at me like I was an eight-headed monster when I told them that a global deep state entity infiltrated the U.S. government to include the White House, nearly all of Congress, the highest echelons of the DOJ, FBI, CIA, DNI, State Department, the mainstream media, big tech, social media, Hollywood, academia, pharmaceuticals, healthcare, etc. In 2002, the normies are much more willing to accept this reality simply because they've seen it proven to them. So in the near future, when we have to introduce uncomfortable realities like Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, George Soros, Bill Gates, and more using U.S. funds to facilitate a biological weapons network in Ukraine to commit global biogenocide, the public are more willing to believe it because they have a well-established precedent of the deep state players exhibiting untrustworthy and nefarious behavior. In addition, this subsequently generates a well-established precedent that Trump was right about everything. It's really like nothing has changed. I'm transported <laughs> back to 2018. The normies are about to wake up. The truth, the flood of truth is going to flow forth. All of my friends who made fun of me for having stupid beliefs are going to come to me and say, you were right the whole time. Trump was a good guy after all. I was wrong. If I were to say the normies getting red-pilled was their goal, where do you think they're at with that goal at this point? I'm not... Not very, not, not, not like you they don't had hoped. Think, you don't not think we had I a mean, huge surge in red-pilled lunatics, uh, maybe a takeover of the GOP? You don't think this victory lap is warranted? Uh, you know, I mean, they, I think the you know, extremists have, have you know, consolidated a little bit more power now than they have in 2022, but like it's nowhere near quite. I, no, I don't think I don't think it's there. I don't think there's a massive, uh, you know, red pilling of people who believe that Hillary Clinton deserves Gitmo. I don't. I think do. They're they're particular. It's only, Look, it's only I think that's like base GOP beliefs right. at this point. Five or six senators uh, or <laughs> Congress, Congress people, people. <laughs> uh, that actively Local promote uh, actively promote uh, still to this day QAnon uh, talking points and ideologies and 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 QAnon so it's like, itself uh, I, you, you know at the beginning of their political I, careers I hate to say you got to hand it to them but in this case you got to hand it to them they fu- <laughs> they made a fucking dent a little bit yeah but i think there's a little difference between you know there's a little dent you got a few uh, Q-pilled uh, members of Congress is a very different than the Great Awakening, this vision where everyone wakes up to uh, the horrors of our reality and then and then people like me. No, in their vision, I am not podcasting. I'm too ashamed for ever doubting their genius. No, that's not what I'm talking about. But when you're talking about extremist Christians and conspiracy theorists, you can't judge them by their own. They literally think like someone's going to come down from heaven or fucking aliens are going to take over, but they have gained ground with their belief system, right. which is what, what I'm saying. Normies have well, been red-pilled. And, and look, and look, to defend Travis, to defend Travis, well, like, I, I suppose I think we're talking about two different things. He doesn't things. want to give it to him. He doesn't want to give it to him. No, I don't want to give it to him because like, it's like, it's <laughs> if you're talking about like, there are more people yeah. now who, who, uh, who are, you know, uh, believe in a uh, red pilled more normies red pilled that's the only that's what they wanted to do i mean yeah well i suppose that's like you know that's the, that was always my concern like it's like there's like an increasing number of people who who are you know uh buying into this QAnon nonsense and is harming them that's i suppose been my thesis for years uh so i suppose in the terms of like are there more people who who are you know 
believe in QAnon now or believe in QAnon-like beliefs than they than the beginning of 2018. I suppose that's true. But look, but look. that's kind of it, right? Red pilling the normies, like when they all when it gets down to their actual tangible when when they when Q followers become pragmatic, that's always what they go to. Now it's they've stacked that with you know local government, yeah, now, stuff. Yeah, yeah, but now they're back to like you know they don't they don't believe in like you know yeah like. Yeah, you're right. They they sort of fall back on like go vote. Let's 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 run for your local office. Let's uh, get her, get our guys in secretary of state positions, which is like which is like you know sort of like just sort of like cold, steely eyed politics strategy. But that's actually happening, and it's working. And mm-hmm. the new Q actually is pushing people out of their. Uh, we used to think of this as an armchair uh, kind of thing, and we used to think of it as like. You know, or there was more of a focus on like yeah. enjoy the movie because Trump was in office. But this is actually an activist version of QAnon that that is now being spoken to. Well, maybe this will get them back in their seats. You know, uh, with, the, <laughs> with the popcorn. Up. But look, look I look. knew it was the Fed. Look, <laughs> I knew it. Look, <laughs> go back to your seats. It's all a movie. Ray, Egon, <laughs> if you were to have, if you my, were to have the Great slime. Awakening as as <laughs> the QAnon <laughs> as the QAnon. <laughs> As the QAnon, Dale Slimer, of course. Uh, uh, you know, the wacky cut up. If you group. were to have the, if you were to have the Great Awakening as QAnon believers fantasized about, what would have to happen for that to take place is for it to be true. You would have to have the mass arrest and, and Hillary going to Gitmo and Barack Obama, you know, being charged with treason for the Great Awakening that they were envisioning. That's the only way you get a massive awakening if it. If it's, if it's real. And, but, and but so what you they will bet never on, get there. I know. That's what I'm saying. So that there's no point like judging their success on that. I judge their success on how many people are they pushing into this con- conspiracy? Because it is millen- millenarian. It's always like something's about to happen. That's the nature of it. Yeah. So the question is, how many people can you convert to that millenarian uh, uh, way of thinking and even maybe doing like activism and running for government and shit? Because, again, you can't you can't you can't be like millenarians have, you know, are not making any. Uh, they're not gaining any ground. They're not successful because Jesus hasn't come back. No, right? I mean, there has to be. We can't judge them on that. Otherwise, of course, why even study them then? And I also feel like QAnon is also like a convenient container for a lot of this stuff, where a lot of the times when devotees talk about it, they subscribe to a variety of conspiracy theories or political beliefs. And they're like, well, isn't that easy? I can just wrap it. I can just say QAnon. I can just sort of wrap it up. I can put most of this in my little basket. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's kind of hard to tell whether without the basket of QAnon, they would probably be subscribing to a bunch of other loopy things on the internet. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the far right shift uh, would have happened without the label of QAnon. It could have been any other thing. Right. It's These are all these are all essentially extensions of this shift rightward uh, in American uh, consciousness and a shift towards more dissociation and more despair that has been occurring over, you know, generations now yeah i mean it could have just happened with epstein you know you know which is which one thing we've talked about that's interesting about QAnon is they don't really talk about epstein all that much they say that epstein the 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 fact that epstein exists and his story is real proves all of the other stuff that they're talking about but in the absence of QAnon, they would have just baked the shit out of the epstein suicide and maybe arrived at the same place you never know if you see them as activists epstein served to red pill more normies Again, if that's the final goal, you know, like uh, I, I think we have to kind of look at them now in a more 
tangible way? Like what what are their actual effects in organizing? Because you show up to these things and there's like two layers, right? Like you've got an event that's like highly organized, there's speakers, there's money flowing, there's people taking fucking hotels and shit. And then there's the shit they say on stage, which obviously is insane and makes half half of it makes no sense or it's just uh, wish casting or whatever. But that that's not the actual thing we're studying. What we're studying is those people taking getting hotels, those people getting together around this kind of system and uh, giving it cultural purchase, giving it funding uh, and giving it the type of infrastructure needed to have events or to have talking points come up uh, comfortably in the mouths of politicians. And I think in that measure, I mean, you know, again, I don't think we disagree fundamentally, Travis, but I think they've been quite successful. And when they take a victory lap, are they still not going to make sense? Of course, they're they're by definition. That's what they do is is use these dissociative fantasies to feed uh, what has become, in my opinion, a kind of out of the chair and into the into the streets or into the school boards kind of movement. Now, throughout the history of QAnon, uh, QAnon followers have n- notorious for overbaking. They find extreme amount of meaning and little symbols and little things. Now, clandestine warned QAnon followers about this kind of overbaking. Use discernment before posting something. If you have to think if it's a proof, it's not a proof. There should be zero stretching involved. Stop trying to find 17s in everything. Just talk about the content of the drops and how they relate to real-world happenings. That's it. The things critics point to are never directly from Q. It's always from followers who don't know how to interpret the drops or Anon's guessing on dates that big things will happen. The critics point to these things instead of the drops themselves because, quite frankly, Q is right about pretty much everything, with the major exception being that people will be held accountable, which obviously hasn't happened. And uh, and this podcaster would like to add uh, the major exception of Trump winning the uh, 2020 election also <laughs> didn't materialize for them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Q was right about everything except for the main things. And I, you know, I, I, I hate to repeat this and revisit this, but... The specific content of the Q drops, not just the bakers and the people who are interpreting Q drops was wrong. The Q drops are wrong. For example, Huma, Huma Abedin wasn't in, uh, indicted on 11-6-2018, which is, uh, contradicts Q drop 15. And there wasn't an unforgettable parade on 11-11-18, uh, contra Q drop 856. And the world didn't learn the truth in July of 2018. And Rod Rosenstein uh, didn't resign as a the resignation that was initiated by a FISA D class. And there wasn't a red wave or red tsunami in 2018. The Democrats won that. So the Q drops specifically were wrong repeatedly. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, keep telling us all the wrongs. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I guess I guess what it what it comes down to is that we don't have a disagreement. I just think they're wrong but effective. I mean, well, yeah, we, we I, I guess we, I guess we don't have a disagreement. I mean, like, I only, the only reason I was interested in QAnon in the first place, because they were disturbingly effective at sort of getting these nonsense conspiracist beliefs up the media chain, you know, or I guess getting it to spread to people who otherwise wouldn't, uh, would be embarrassed to sort of talk about these nonsense because they felt like they had sort of an insider. They felt like they were getting information from someone, uh, you know, who knew what they were talking about. And bringing it back uh, to the even the early days, Dale, before uh, Q signed their drops, Q, and these were all just uh, a series of kind of you know, pranks or trolling uh, uh, campaigns on the chance they 
even the people who didn't believe in Q but just wanted to push it because they thought it was funny, that, that was the idea. It was like, it's going to red pill normies, which is what we want. Right. If you kind of look at it in the larger pattern of these Chan pranks that are then used for political purposes, this strategy of just workshopping an idea that gets traction that sort of can be used as a political weapon because it's successful in like the meme verse, that it's somehow sticks in people's minds, right? Q Anon has been great as generating a series of sort of political arguments that then have been picked up by senators or congressmen. Yeah. And then they just use the QAnon stuff because they realize like, oh, it's virally successful. It's something that people stick with. And mm -hmm. so they're sort of workshopping talking points or means of attack. Yeah. So in that sense, it's been very successful. I mean, it's opened a larger channel to push Chan beliefs into the mainstream. You know, it used to be a little more like, oh, a political operative drops by to get some ideas or Alex Jones doing some research or whatever. But now it's it's there's there's an actual uh, way for that information to travel way easier uh, and continue to do what the Chan members wanted originally in their hatred for society and the world, which is these people need to think like us. If they don't see it, like we're not going to get anywhere, you know? Right. Yeah. So ideas about like the other side being secret criminals mm -hmm. that are involved in a conspiracy. Mm -hmm. All of those things were picked up by political actors uh, or at least used in a way that resembled QAnon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it so it looks more like... 4chan. And that's stuff that had started, you know, back in 2016 when Bannon was calling from the chans and so forth that he realized that, yeah, you could take viral ideas, far right viral ideas and use them in political campaigns. So, yeah, QAnon is just sort of like the last in that line um, has also been very successful. We've probably discussed this point before, but this idea that the boomers are just having their technological moment that when they get on Facebook for the first time, they're the most overwhelmed, more overwhelmed than the younger people who have slowly been inoculated to it. And Facebook resembles 4chan, all the social media networks that people are just now, older people just now getting onto, resemble 4chan. It works on a stream of memes. So this idea that 4chan can then inject memes into those places and radicalize people in the same way and turn people into channers in a sense where they're all just hyper addicted to posting, hyper addicted to weird marginalia that's coming through their feed and entertaining themselves by sitting online in the same way that 4chan developed 10, 15 years ago, and then inflecting that with right-wing ideas. Yeah, that's been a very successful methodology because the sea of people, the amount of people onboarded onto Chan-like spaces is just immense. Now, there's a question of why exactly Q would return at this time. And it's been speculated that Q returned on the same day that Roe v. Wade was overturned because, I mean, there's really no sugarcoating. It's like the biggest victory for the American right in generations. And over the past two years, at least, Trump supporters were taking a few losses. The, uh, you know, the lack of the storm you know, was, was, was a bummer. <laughs> Trump's loss was a bummer. Yeah. It's hard to reconcile with a movement that's all about how victory is imminent. There was a big high of the American right, and then Q decided to you know rush into now in order to uh, you know make their make their sort of presence. And basically, that you know it's interesting if it is, if the Q, if uh, the tour posting was enabled just hours before the first new Q drop, that basically means that that signals that like they saw the Roe v. Wade was was uh, uh, being overturned. They saw an opportunity, and then they decided to just switch on tour posting right then because of that. 
this is how prosperity gospels work, right? Oh, the money came in. Hey, it's me, uh, your guy from two years ago. Remember the cult leader? Who, yeah, you haven't heard from me in a little while, but look what I did. Right. It's like yeah. it was all me the whole time. Your victory, that that all because of me. There's also a sense of momentum, I think. I mean, Roe v. Wade, obviously, like you said, uh, a huge kind of setback. Um, for progressivism and a huge kind of conservative victory for these ghouls who've been plotting this kind of stuff for a while. But this comes on the heels of a series of uh, victories that they've had uh, in a kind of tangible political sense, not a cultural sense, where they were able to kind of change laws uh, around transgender uh, people and gay people. And so, you know, they're starting to get a really unfortunate sense of momentum where promises are being delivered to them right before the election. Whereas with the Democrats, I would just argue that saying a poem mm. in front of the building is not going to get you more <laughs> voters. And they are the ones supposedly in control of Congress and the presidency, and yet they can't even deliver even a, an aesthetic win, let alone like something as deep as getting fucking Roe v. Wade reversed, which is like the wet dream of every little Pence of this world who who dreams of kind of doing electroshock therapy to to the pink hairs. You know, there's also been some speculation that Q is returning because the original Q was facing pressure from an imposter. Specifically, I'm referring to the Truth Social Q. So Truth Social is Trump's social media platform, which he started with former Congressman Devin Nunes. And it's a platform where posts are called truths and reposting is called retruthing. One of many attempts to create Twitter, but for the right, there is, you know, Parler and Gab. But um, this is different because it involves Trump, Trump posting. So, but from the start, the site suffered from technical glitches. It was a huge waiting list when it first launched. There was a lack of support on Android. And Trump actually didn't even bother posting anything on the site until May, even though the site itself launched in February. He was a little ambivalent, let's say. He did come back to start talking about golfers and calling people little rats and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And in addition to that, started retweeting a bunch of QAnon followers, which is so he's, he's right back to his old habits. Mm-hmm. Another thing is that the people behind Truth Social seem to be actively courting the QAnon community. And uh, one line of evidence is the fact that there's an account on Truth Social that's just called at Q. It seems to be like one of the first accounts that they ever made. Like they wanted to park that one to make sure that uh, they had that in their in their pocket. Former Trump defense official Cash Patel actively encouraged speculation that's the real cue by posting a picture of someone wearing a flannel shirt. And then uh, the post says, having a beer with at Q right now. And there's a big beer. Let's be clear. There's a big, juicy beer. <laughs> is, Come on, so Travis. It is, is a nice, cold, refreshing lager, it looks like. It looks very <laughs> nice. This, is this just going to be a thing where, like, in the, for the next 30 years, whenever there's a right wing social media site there's going to be a queue section like a santa claus at the mall <laughs> yes, like there's just there's going to be a queue there and they're like oh queue's over yes. there too there's going to be like a little queue franchise okay now sit on queue's knees and uh, ask him uh, who you want to be sent yeah. to gitmo this year <laughs> who's on your list <laughs> it makes sense you might as well install a queue section <laughs> devin nunez actually also responded to a post from from the truth social queue by saying who is queue and you know even um What's his name? Oh, yeah. Praying Medic. He like he's been he's apparently so starved for Q drops that uh, he started baking the uh, the Truth Social Q Q drops. So there's been a lot of energy around this new Truth Social Q. When you start fucking hitting the baking powder because you're out of code. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's starving. 
So Cash Patel was directly asked about Q on the live stream show Patriot Party News and a clip flagged by Karma on Twitter. Patel says that he is deliberately appealing to the QAnon base. He's pretty open about it. That there are a whole lot of Qs on shirts and things like that. I know that uh, the number 17 means a whole lot to us. Does, does any of that mean anything to you in your real life? No, look, you know, I think people are having fun with Q. And I think also that, you know, I don't really follow him. We try to incorporate it into our overall messaging scheme to capture audiences because whoever that person is has certainly captured a widespread breadth of the, the MAGA and the America First movement. There, there it fucking is. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. Well, we don't follow Q at all, but uh, damn, does it do numbers. Yeah. yeah. We just use him for our own purposes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, straightforward. Oh, Q, no, that's a pawn in our propaganda game. Yeah, right. yeah we, he's great marketing tool. Yes, yes yeah, Q, yes. Oh no, no, no. Obviously, Q is bullshit. But the people who believe in this bullshit put money in my pocket, so I can pay very nice. Them. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Listen, it's a wide breadth of people, and they have deep pockets. No, but interestingly, Cash Patel, in that same interview, he acknowledged that QAnon followers believe in a lot of kooky conspiracy theories. And he objects to them, not because they believe false things, but because they hurt his cause. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He, he, for example, singles out the belief that fraud could be proven and then that would get Trump back into the White House. When, of course, that's impossible. There's simply no legal mechanism that would allow Trump to be returned to the White House unless he's reelected in 2024. You can't ignore that group of people that has such a strong dominant following. But what you can do is educate them on what is true versus what is, you know, conspiracy theory or what is a waste of time. And I'll give you a great example. And some people don't like hearing it from me, but they're like, hey, how do we get President Trump back in office? I'm like, well, in 2024, you put him back in office by winning. Um, They're like, well, can't we get him back in now? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. You know, like even if tomorrow there was a recount and it all went away the way that uh, many so many of us thought it was going to go. In President Trump's favor, there's literally no mechanism on planet Earth that would allow him to be put back in the Oval Office. I, I mean, look, I wish it wasn't true. I wish there was another way to do it. I mean, but that's the reality. So I have those tough conversations in you know on programs, whether it's yours or whoever. And when I go to live speaking events, a lot of people bring up Q and, and a lot of these other theories. And I'm like, look, there's a lot of good to a lot of it. But if we don't unite on the one thing that we want, which is America first candidates, be President Trump or senators or governors or attorney generals, then we're going to fail. I like that he was like, well, look, I I'm, I wouldn't love that these democratic protections weren't in place. <laughs> I would love. Yeah, I would love to be a way, a back door that we could right, just install the guy that we like. Yeah, like as a dictator for life. That's yeah. <laughs> obviously what I want. We share the same, we share the same <laughs> desires, but I'm, look, I'm better than you. I'm more realistic. You know, I know that it comes down to the vote. Uh, you know, you can't change anything in this system. It's only with your vote. Yeah. So it's like the equivalent of your parents being like, don't you want to study law instead of art? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jim Watkins actually has an account on True Social and his account name is Jim is not Q. One, one, one word. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, seems like you're protesting a little too much at this point. Yeah, yeah. The lady <laughs> doth protest a little too much. Others have theorized that Q is returning to help the congressional campaign of Ron Watkins. Now, Ron, as you may remember, is running for Congress in Arizona. 
And he's run into some uh, speed bumps on his political journey. Um, and now I remember when I, I bumped into Ron Watkins at the Trump rally in Arizona and people were treating him like a rock star there. They were like fist bumping him and they were wanting to get their picture with him and they're coming up to him and talking about how awesome they think he is. But that kind of a support at the Trump rally doesn't seem to have translated to support more broadly. It's been reported that he's had some difficulty fundraising and most of his campaign funds come from a loan he gave his own campaign. Watkins reported making a $95,000 loan to his campaign on March 29th. Watkins' loan came just four days after his campaign amended a campaign finance report to include over $20,000 in funds that originally failed to disclose. And uh, one day after, the Federal Election Commission sent a letter asking Watkins to disclose the source of those funds before May 2nd. The fundraising for Watkins' campaign remains far behind other contenders for Arizona's 2nd District congressional seat. Another candidate named Tom O'Halloran raised $578,000 in the first quarter and ended March with $1.7 million cash on hand. Republican candidate and former Navy SEAL Eli Crane raised $647,000 in the quarter, and he has $483,000 cash on hand. So he is, there are multiple times more uh, wealthy campaigns than Watkins is doing. And uh, he's also not been doing so great at the debates. At a recent debate, uh, Ron was chastised by his fellow Republican Walt Blackman for misunderstanding the situation regarding Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Military aid to Ukraine. What do you think, Ron? I support military uh, aid to Ukraine, but I want to say that we would not even be in Ukraine if President Biden did not shut down the Keystone Pipeline on the first day. Because now that that's shut down, we have to get our oil and we're getting it from Russia and we're getting all these problems through the Ukraine, and that would not have happened if uh, Biden did not... So you see, the Ukraine, the, 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 the pipeline helped prompt Russia to invade Ukraine. Yes, sir, because we've got all of this oil coming through from Russia to the United States, and they want the better routes to bring the oil through. Can I, can I clarify? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. That's not why they went into Ukraine. They went into Ukraine because Ukraine didn't want to be part of NATO. Listen, you're trying to be you're trying to work on a national stage and you don't even know why the war started in Ukraine. It had nothing to do with the Keystone Pipeline. The Keystone Pipeline caused the, the inflation and the increase in our gas prices. The reason why they went into Ukraine is because Russia wanted Ukraine as they had them pre-World War II and Ukraine wanted to be part of NATO. Respond, please. He's right. I made a mistake. All right. Uh, well, <laughs> it's like, it's like watching Ron Watkins join like a professional basketball game. Yeah, in the NBA. this is oh, this is <laughs> like, painful, painful like, to watch. Like, like people who actually are politicians playing around him very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I have never once ever seen in a political debate where he's sort of like he's sort of dunked on by his fellow candidates. And then he resp the, the, the candidate says, yeah, you know, you're right. I agree. Never mind. Forget everything I just said. That's very weird. <laughs> Ron's not actually trying to be elected, right? He's just trying to seem like not the guy behind Q for a certain period of time and also maybe run a campaign. 
<laughs> so he doesn't get like arrested <laughs> or something. Ron also knows that the people who are going to vote for him is not because he has a command over the the politics of the situation. <laughs> They're voting for him because they like Ron Watkins or they think it's funny or they they like that he's not you, you know uh, in this uh, this sort of stuck up political class or whatever. Like he, he doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. They're gonna make those answers. They're gonna say a disinformation is necessary. That's why he said that. And B he's trolling. <laughs> and they're like we won. Yeah, exactly. They go, yeah, "Oh my right. god, he trolled him so hard. He just wanted to get that guy upset." And he did. Epic. Win. Also possibly relevant to this whole situation, Ron Watkins is about to be subpoenaed by the January 6th committee. Earlier in June, Ron Watkins posted a uh, letter that was an outreach from the January 6th Select Committee, and then he posted this defiant response. The January 6th committee has attacked my father in an attempt to derail my congressional campaign. Uh, now they are asking me to voluntarily accept service of the subpoena. Uh, the January 6th committee can pound sand. <laughs> I am not hiding. Uh, my campaign schedule is public. Uh, their incompetence is on display for all to see. And also, you know, Jim Watkins actually testified for a few hours recently. Um, so, yeah. So that's that's it, boys. Q is back. Great. Bad news all Great. around. Yeah, no, this is very encouraging, you know. Uh and, you know, when you kind of prompt us and Jake just inhales a giant a giant vape cloud, you know that he's also probably done. He's tuckered up. I'm done. It's time for a nap. <laughs> I'm done. This was bad news all around for me. <laughs> I uh, It was really nice. It was really nice ha- not having to, uh, are there going to be new drops? How are the people reacting to the drops? How are the drops now percolating out <laughs> into the real world? Like, it was nice to be like, it was nice to have a show for a while where it was like, QAnon has existed in many forms over the last hundreds of years. Like, like that was fucking nice, you know. I, I really, I really enjoyed that. I was, I was at my best. I mean, thirteen months of therapy, doing great, doing great. Uh, you, you know, um, it's, I was, it was good. And now I can even feel it. I can feel myself. Just, it's like the re- oh, the record ended, and then there was like, you know, a little bit of silence, and then the needle went back to the beginning, and like you're hearing the same songs over and over again and mm-hmm. it's just it doesn't feel great um i don't care uh <laughs> I, 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 I mean I, I don't know if that's like being like you, you know brutally honest it's like you know especially it's like especially in the face you have this you have this fucking completely evil uh uh you know supreme court ruling that's that's setting us back you know god knows how many fucking years it, it, it's you know, barbaric, and and people are like, oh, the oh, the internet spies back. Like, what is he gonna? What's the internet spy gonna get people to say this week? And like, what are they gonna imper? Yes, it, it just, when, when the when the when the Gestapo another... shows up to your door and they put the gun to the back of your head, you'll just be whisper, whispering stuff like assault rotation. Assault. They work in the back assault. <laughs> you're just. You're, this is just another little harbinger. Of, just, it's just like if a goat man were wandering around, like yeah. you're like, oh, goat man's back. I looked, that's just small potatoes. I looked to you. at the. I looked it at the. Is. I looked at the paint. I looked it at the paint be. diagram. I looked at the paint diagram, and I, I. It seems other people looked at the paint diagram, and they seem to understand it a little bit better. I still don't understand it at all. Like, We're gonna have to get an entire bathtub filled with ice and cool Jake off like every woo, episode now. Woo, We're gonna be dipping him. If if baptizing this boy, if possible, I would like to wake up with stitches in my side, all vital organs gone. You know, gone. Okay, sold. I can you take send care the of money that. to my family and do with me what you will well 
I can do everything except to send the money to your family. Obviously, if I'm selling your organs, that's a really <laughs> intense activity. I think it deserves a bit of the, the money for myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm looking forward to an era where there are like 18 rival cues, like petty petty princes. Mm. They're like a warring state period where they're all calling each other false cues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that there will be like a, a lot of petty quarreling. And, the, and so Q will kind of split off into like a rainbow of different dumb shit. Like a prism yeah. of schisms. Yeah. Literally right. just like, this is like, like a, there's 18 popes and they all have yeah. their own fucking giant building in some city you've never yeah. heard of. This is like Jake's creative interpretation. From a creative perspective, there needs to be character growth. Yes. On Q, right? Well, and and we look, need if this is season two, you know, there's gotta be something a little different to it happen. It could be like breaking bad, just be getting worse and dumber. No, no, no. no. It, Dale's got it right. Look, it's look, uh the first the first uh four years or three and a half years, that's alien, right? There's one monster. Yeah. Now yes. this is very Cameron-esque. Now in the sequel, aliens, multiple <laughs> monsters. Okay. Multiple cues, fighting with one, you know, yeah. fighting with another. Maybe there's a queen. Uh, Can maybe I, I want to have to go down Mrs. into Mrs. the hive. Yeah, Mrs. like Mrs. Pac-Man, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, like I want to carry the big Gatling gun. Yes, we can <laughs> to you, point at the cues advancing you down can the be, tunnel. We can yeah. give you the smart. We can give yeah. you the smart gun. Dale's gonna be Hicks. He's gonna have the. <laughs> he's gonna have the, the shotgun. Okay, I'm. Uh, I'll be Hudson, obviously, with with the pulse rifle, worried, complaining, anxious, ready to quit. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. And Travis is going to be Frost, uh, the poor <laughs> Marine who falls over the balcony yeah. with all of the ammo bags on him and just explodes. I think and you're right about everything yeah. except Travis. Travis <laughs> is obviously the xenomorph. <laughs> <laughs> Travis. John, John, uh, he lives in the rafters, ready to descend when bad things are supposed to happen. He's like the guy. He's like, I'm, I don't, I don't like doing this job at all. I'm not happy. Q is back. <laughs> Fucking tongue is killing us all. He's like the guy that was like monitoring all the rest of the Space Marines as they're slowly dying. Gorman, he's He's Gorman, yeah, okay, right. yeah, and gets and he's his like, head hit. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. And he's like, no, there's he's... one blip, there's another three blips, two blips. Yeah. yeah. All right. What if you were mother, the ship? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, well, Jake. That's the first, I can't that's, do. Yeah. You know, that's okay, the first well, and one. the third, though. They yeah. came back. And the third, right. It's part of the general lore. Yeah, so like an era where like truth social cue is like, that is a false cue. And then that, and, and they're pointing at like two other cues. And there's like, yeah. oh, yeah, like that. God. And guys like Sather are going to be like, I stake my claim in helping you figure out yeah. which cue is the most authentic. He already it's, is. It's, he already did it. Oh, he I already did it. Oh, of course. He's, he's with the new cue. He likes it. He likes it because specifically, great logic. He specifically likes the new cue because all the influencers that he considers usurpers and fakers. They liked the other one, and they think these new drops are fake. So yes. he's like, all these disinformation peddling Q and Q and, supporters. Well, there's something else. He does not have to actually interpret the drops. If you, and that way you don't have to make a false prediction or something doesn't come true. If you stake your claim in, I'm going to be the guy who's helping you figure out which is the true person to listen to. No, he'll still bake them. He'll, he'll bake them. I mean, he'll bake, of but I he mean, will. you he know. He wants to go back to it so bad, dude. These guys have been like... They have not branched out properly, you know? They aren't making cool episodes like us that have nothing to do with QAnon. <laughs> Except These for- These people uh, have just yeah. been, like, so thirsty that their mouth has, like, swallowed itself. <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to, like, pucker through. So, yeah, this is, my prediction is going to be, like, the death of Superman, where, yeah. You see, like, now there's going to be, like, Metal Q and, like- <laughs> Robot Q, and then like real, like the yeah. original Q is gonna come back. He's like, no, I'm the original Q. Welcome to the Clone Wars. Yeah, 
this so i'm very excited yep thanks for listening to another episode of the QAnon anonymous podcast you can go to patreon.com slash QAnon anonymous and subscribe for five bucks a month to get a whole second episode every week plus access to our entire archive of premium episodes and ongoing podcast series like trickle down dale where can people find your stuff and uh check out your book uh they can look at my twitter account which is my name dale baran nice go check it out and go buy his book it came from something awful when you subscribe to our podcast you help us stay advertising free and editorially independent for everything else we've got a website qanonanonymous.com listener until next week may the deep dish bless you and keep you it's not a conspiracy it's fact and now today's auto cue Q, kind of been thrust into the limelight again lately with with the new drops right and so for those of you who haven't followed me or haven't seen my work i'm assuming most of you have but um i've 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 heard about q like back when i first got into you know following politics right back in 2018 i, I caught up brian kate's thread got me hooked and it, it was impossible on twitter not to see q drops but honestly like the the mainstream media did a damn good job of of making people think that q was this just wacky conspiracy thing and i kind of fell for it so i, I never dug in i kind of thought it was just a little woo woo and I, I never i never dug into it um but but i it was impossible not to see drops you know you'd see them here and there N- never dug in once i got to the point where i started writing the series you know i started writing some articles and people started sending me q drops and it was compelling stuff but i never i i still never um dug in right there's a lot that seemed to line up but at that point, I was like, okay, well, I want to get as far as I can in the series. But once I get to a point where, you know, I feel like I'm done or whatever, maybe I'll dig in. I think we, we'd even talked to Kate and, and Beer at the Parade about doing a show of going through the, the Q drops together. So it's not it's not that I haven't seen Q. It's just I haven't read through all the drops. Uh, if, you, if you've read my most recent article, part 23, uh, I, I basically think I... You know, I speculate on who I think the Q team is. And I, I even say in there that Q is just objectively, when you're looking at what, what in an information warfare, right? The enemy controls the mainstream media, big tech, uh, social media, all these all, all these things. They have the, the best tools at their disposal. Q is like objectively a, a weapon against that. It bypassed them and dismantled their grip on the narrative. It, 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 whatever it is, you know, whether it's, you know, I don't even know if you can call it real or not, whatever, but we can talk about that in this panel. But it, it, it's objectively it was a, one of the most impactful things in this movement. Okay, so that, my thoughts on Q, I'm very, if you would say pro-Q, but I just haven't read the drop. So those of you bashing me on, on Truth Social or whatever, saying, you know, I've been dissing Q, that's never been the case. Where, where I do think people need to, and I've been saying this for a long time, I got a lot of hate for this too, is I don't think Q should be used to red pill people. I, I don't think, I think there's better ways to do it. It's something you show them after the fact. But um, with, with Q's new drops coming out, I, I kind of want to talk about not only do do these, you know, the people I'm going to be having on this panel think Q is real or like this is the real Q, the, the same Q as before doing these drops. But I also want to kind of discuss if it's doesn't even matter. Like what what's the point of what, what's the point of Q posting again? Like what what impact is going to have now? Right. If this is actually Q, why why is he posting again? Or they, whatever. So there, there are a couple people in the waiting room. I don't know where Jordan and Kate are, but Craig and Beer are here. 
Beer, how you doing, man? Hello, my brother. Good to see you again. Yeah, I'm gonna bring Greg, Craig on. Greg, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Good. I'm gonna text the other two and see where they're at. I know we're a little early, but oh, there's Jordan. Jason with Jordan, of course, Kingsley. How you doing, Jordan? Good. Good. 